Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Freelancer Show. This week on our panel, we have Brooks Forsyth. Hey, everyone. Brad Large. Hey, how's it going? I'm Charles Maxwood from devchat.tv. And this week, we have a special guest, and that is Fernando Angulo. Hi, everyone. Nice to be here. This episode is sponsored by Cloudways. If you're running a business, then you need a website. And your website needs to be up 24-7. You probably want support. I mean, let's face it, cloud hosting is a pain in the butt. And if you're really looking for a solution, you probably want something that will support WordPress or Magento or something that you can build up on your own without having to be an expert in running all of this stuff. So why not go with a solution that will provide all of this with 24-7 support, high availability, and will run your website with high performance and reliability. This is why I recommend that you check out Cloudways. Go check out Cloudways at cloudways.com. Use the promo code DEVCHAT for 30% off for three months on all plans. Yeah, so um, do you want to introduce yourself real quick? Let people know who you are, why you're famous, and then we can dive in and talk about content. Sure. Um, as you mentioned, my name is Fernando Angula. I'm the head of communications at uh, SEMrush or SEMrush for the last uh, eight years. I even started working for the for the company when we only had two features, main one keyword research and domain analytics. Today we have about 48 features. Uh, when I started working for SEMrush, we were like 11, 13 people. So we were a proper startup. Right now, we are about 900 people in four different countries with uh, six offices uh, all over the place. Nice. So, yes, you gave a talk. Um, looks like it was in Milan. Uh, content yeah. for people and for Google. You want to kind of give us the 10,000-foot view on that? Yeah, sure. This talk is um, mostly related to different research that we, um, we've been doing last year based on feature snippets, on people also ask, uh, mostly search features, of course, and how they are correlating with voice search. So the content that um, people are consuming all the time uh, is kind of changed. The way people are searching also has changed. Uh, the, the way Google is showing results also changed. The non-click uh, results, there are a lot right now. Um, so that's why this um, <clears throat> this research that we made on based on feature snippets, we wanted to be we wanted to be sure how people can get those type of results and also create good content for people. And we found out uh, the I will say the winner strategy, just creating um, the uh, content with the right format. I mean, for feature snippets, you need to have paragraph list. Uh, tables, but you can also need to rank those keywords already in the top five. So if you are ranking uh, the top five, you can earn a feature snippet if you have the right format. But, okay, four days ago, Google came out with a new algorithm update. So if you already have a feature snippet, that means uh, that you can also have, um, well, let me change a little bit. If you have a feature snippet and you also are appearing on the first page of Google, they're gonna delete that result and they're gonna put you uh, in the second page because you already have that feature snippet and you are getting all the attention of the people. So a lot of people are, are really pissed about, about that. Uh, it's just a few days ago when that started, but there is another opportunity because all the features, all the search features, uh, for example, images, videos, uh, feature snippets as well, they came with another type of result that is really good um, for everyone that is called people also ask. That is other questions uh, by users, other questions mm -hmm. related to your main uh, search query. And those results are still there. So uh, if you're creating content meant to be for feature snippet, you can also have a people also ask result uh, below that feature snippet result. So you can still have more visibility in the first page of Google. I want to back up just a little bit because there are a lot of things to dive into here. Um, the first one is is just creating content, right, that, um, you know, for people and for Google. In other words, um, yeah. you know, writing content that people are going to want to read, but at the same time, um, that Google's going to index the way that you want. And 
Um, you know, I've seen people that basically write blog posts that go something like, I, JavaScript, am, JavaScript, a, JavaScript, developer, JavaScript, write. And then what they're trying to do is they're trying to stack all those keywords. Now, well, they don't do that exactly, but it feels that way, right? They, yeah. they use terms in a less natural way to try and shoehorn it in there so that Google will pick up on, hey, this is about JavaScript. So, you know, how, how do you balance that? How do you find that balance? And then we can just go talk about how to get the featured snippets and, and uh, people also ask questions in. Well, when Google came, came up with this type of results, for example, um, in, in the US, it was like three years ago, three and a half years ago, or, or a little bit more. Um, the situation was that uh, the search engine that Google was building was really good. It's still really good, but it's not perfect. So it doesn't understand the intention of the people when they're searching. They don't understand it. the next uh, logical uh, search query that people are, are doing. So uh, last year, they implemented uh, new algorithms, the new, the new core update. Mm -hmm. uh, but the feature snippets were there just um, solving people's problems. So mostly all the feature snippets are being activated by questions, prepositions, or comparison keywords. There are a lot of them, but uh, most, mostly 70% of them are, uh, being, are being triggered by uh, question keywords. How, to, what, whatever. So if you had some type of content, uh, like for example, um, frequently answered questions uh, page, a fact question page on your website, those are the URLs, those are the type of content that are really meant to be created for a feature that you can change. For a feature for, for feature snippets, um, <clears throat> the amount of words that you need to have there is not too much. Actually, after an H1, uh, you you need to have, of course, the hierarchy of the content. You can have H1, H2, H3, H20, whatever. But you need to have the keyword that is uh, the question keyword there. Of course, your uh -huh. product or services, whatever. For example, how to open a bank account in Citizens Bank, for example. How to close an Instagram account. Uh, in uh, Prague, how to, uh, where to buy a house with pool in California. Whatever the question is, Google is gonna show you a better result, because it's their own property, a better result that belongs, belongs to them. So if you format your content with um, the right amount of words, uh, and the right amounts of words that we uh, research is uh, the, an average of 44 words, that's 160 characters. So it's just a few content over there that is meant to be for uh, feature snippets. Also, if your content is, and you don't need to put any JavaScript over there, it's just plain text. It's just the H1 text. Then you have uh, the H2 a list with a, uh, at least uh, eight items. If it's more than eight items, the list can be uh, organized uh, or disorganized with, with numbers or, or not. Or you can put a ta table over there. So those are the type of um, changes that you need to implement in your content to have a feature snippet. It's as, as simple as that. Actually, at the beginning of this year, I was in the, uh, at the beginning, beginning of last year, yes, already 2020, I was at the Monash University with some students over there, and we were creating some content for uh, university purposes, of course, to be indexed by, by Google for acquiring feature snippets. And we were really surprised when um, the next day we, we, we created the list, the, uh, the paragraph, the tables. We didn't uh, receive any feature snippet, but we gain, we receive people also as results that we're, um, uh, that we're featuring after our search query. So if you cannot have a, a feature snippet, you can have uh, people also as results. Right. Is there so like a... Um a list or, or, or uh, I guess you could Google it and find the feature snippet, but um, a list of what exactly the format is to get a feature snippet or is it? Oh yes, def definitely. <clears throat> As I mentioned, there are three types of feature snippet that uh, uh, are the 99% of all the feature snippets. The first type is the paragraph. The format for that paragraph is the question. Uh, so the title with the question keyword and then after the title, you need to have 44 words because that's going to be appearing on the search page result, 44 words or 160 characters. If you have more, 
um, that's going to be a problem because Google is going to going to be is going to be choosing another result that fits that format. So you need to have the exact amount of words. For the second type of feature snippets is the list. So for the list, um, we found that the, for um, keyword that is activating or that is triggering a feature snippet, um, the right keyword is how to. So any how to uh, keyword how to tie a tie, how to boil an egg, how to open uh, a bank account, you will always, most of the time, 99% of the time, you will receive a list feature snippet. So with the step one, step two, step three, and that's really good because we know that information. And if you have uh, how to, I believe all businesses in every single industry, they have how to uh, pay, how to buy, how to use, how to whatever, uh, they can. They need to use a list on that. If you have the how-to question, you can put there uh, an average of eight items. So eight items are, are the ones that are going to be appearing uh, there. But there is a trick here. Why? Because if I'm going to put, for example, how to boil an egg, and I have only four steps to do that, people are not going to click on my result because they have all the information over there. But if you put more than eight items, we found out that Google is going to be truncated that result. So it's going to be coating that result and it's going to be adding that button that say, see more items. And voila, you, you, uh, people are going to click on that result. I was uh, checking a lot, of the, lot of those results on titles, for example, top 10 Netflix uh, series 2011. But the thing is, if you are putting there uh, number one, number two, number three, number I already, I already saw the number one, so I, I'm mostly care what is the best one. So if companies are using the strategy to just change the order of the numbers, so the number two, 10, number nine, so the number two and number one are not gonna be there, you want to see it, so then you need to click on that. The same is happening with the last type of feature snippets, which are the uh, table feature snippets. So this is another, Another opportunity here. The table feature snippet is triggered by the comparison keyword and by the price keyword. So what is happening with someone is searching uh, price of, I don't know, an apartment on the beach, price of the iPhone versus uh, Samsung or whatever. That is triggering the table feature snippet with the comparison. So this is the price of this product, all the all the all the features, all the functionalities, uh, price of the uh, of of gas on <coughs> um, uh, gas station, whatever, or price of the whatever the price is, you can have their uh, uh, table as feature snippet. So most of the keywords are already there, and you just need to have the right format. So, is there some like tutorial for how to you know put together this particular? Uh, format? Yes, of course. Actually, we have a, a, a cheat sheet um, when you can have, uh, you can give this to your, I don't know, content editors, copywriters, uh, uh, blog editors, and you say, okay, we have already this question keyword, this um, comparison keywords on these uh, results. Let's reformat it, let's repurpose it to uh, gain a feature snippet. You can find out and in our blog, in Semra's blog, uh, the research based on, on feature, feature snippet. It's called like that, feature snippet research. So I guess the other thing that I'm, I'm kind of uh, getting my head around that, because um, I would love to do that with some of our podcast episodes, right? So we do an episode, yeah. say, on Webpack, right? And so then it's, um, you know, how to get started with Webpack. And so then yeah. we break down the episode into, okay, here's step one, here's step two, here's step three. And it sounds like what I do is, yeah, so I have the H1, which is how to get started with Webpack. And then the H2s are right. step one, um, you know, install Webpack from NPM. And then I might have a paragraph underneath it that's, here's how you install Webpack from NPM. Yeah. But then there's another H2 that's the next step. Is that is that what you're telling me? And then it it kind of extrapolates it all from there? Well, you cannot have two H2, so it's going to be an H3, an H4, uh, and you need to have different questions related to the to the main topic. So yeah. there is there, there is another type of, of results that, that we uh, found on, on the web that um, our uh, our friends uh, they're calling hub uh, feature snippet hubs. So they are URLs with a large amount of feature snippets. 
So these URLs are meant to be built only to acquire feature snippet. Actually, uh, mm. the record uh, number of feature snippets on one single URL today is 6,000 feature snippets in one single URL. Wow. Yeah. And there are some clues to, to get there. So the, the, the first hint to, to have a feature snippet, uh, hop, is uh, to have every uh, 150 words, you need to include an external link to, uh, of course, a relevant source. If you're talking about, I don't know, motorcycles to um, dealers, uh, whatever, or to Wikipedia, or to our, our new, uh, a media portal. And the amount of links per URL, uh, external links per, uh, per URL, needs to be around uh, an average of 22, 23 links. So this page is gonna, be, is gonna have a um, big amount of words, at least 2,000 words, which is every 150 words, you have an external link citation. And that's something really logical because, okay, you need to uh, put some effort building uh, really quality content. So people are gonna like that content. And of course, Google is gonna understand, okay, you are talking about motorcycles, you're talking about wheels, you're talking about this. Okay, here is your feature snippet. Gotcha. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go look at the cheat sheet. Um, but yeah, the other one that I'm more familiar with is we have the, you know, people also ask or the FAQ setup. Yeah. We've got that set up on our podcast episodes. So if you go look at any of the recent episodes, yeah, it has in there, you know, for example, who is and then our guest. And then it has, um, you know, how do I get started with and whatever the topic is. And it has just a really you know, quick, concise, you know, if we're talking about an open source library, what is this open source library? And yeah, and those show up and it, it's really helped us move up in the rankings. But it, it is a people also ask result or is a direct answer? Because those both are kind of... It's a direct answer. I, so is the people also ask a different thing? Yes, the people also ask is uh, mainly, um, it's basic, basically other uh, questions related to the to, to the to remain one. For example, if you are uh, asking, um, can I drink tap water in India, right? Uh, you, mm -hmm. Let's let's say you are just landing in, in uh, into new, into Delhi, and so can I drink tap water in India? And then uh, Google is going to give you another type of questions there. Can I drink tap water from uh, from hotels in India or from private houses in India? Uh, similar questions to to, your, to to yours. Oh, okay. And the format of those questions, the the the, the way to recognize them, uh, people also are result, are also um, paragraphs, lists, mm -hmm. or tables. So are they're mainly the same as feature snippets. So what is the trick here? The trick is uh, people also ask results. Um, the format of these results are identically as feature snippet. But to earn a feature snippet, you need to, uh, to have already keywords ranking at the top five position. But for the people also ask results, uh, we've, uh, we've been analyzing several, several million of uh, search queries. And we found out that Google is given an opportunity to have, uh, to earn a people also ask to everyone. So it doesn't matter if you are in the 101 page of, of results of Google, you can still have a people also ask result. That's what, that's what I, I was telling you at the beginning, that I was with the, uh, the students in Monash University in Australia, and the next day we created the format. We didn't receive the feature snippet, but we did receive the people also ask result. I because they are, yes, they are, they are dynamic. They are, uh, the, the number of the questions are infinite. Uh, and they're mostly shown on uh, mobile devices. So that's something really, really good to take in, in, in account. Why is that? Because we also found out, oh, we have some, so much information on this, that people also ask and feature snippets if you um, try to analyze where the as, uh, voice assistance devices, uh, where, what is the source of their uh, data, the information, the, the answer is right there. 85% of the answer that any, um, well, Google Assistant on Android or the, or the Google Home or the Home Mini is, uh, is, has been taken from people also ask and from feature snippets. Ooh. Oh, that's yes. That's the, that's, the, that, that's the thing. 
That's really because you are thinking about, okay, I'm going to earn a feature snippet, but that's investing in the, into the future. Because if you're going to have that result today, people are going to search for something uh, by, by voice, uh, you're going to have already that, that result. That's right. why this, this type of results are really important for major companies. Banks are investing a lot of money in this. The finance se uh, sector, the health industry sector. So people are not going to ask, uh, well, in most of the countries, they are not going every day to ask uh, to the doctor the symptoms. They are doing that through boy search. Uh, symptoms of, uh, what is the, the virus that is? Uh, oh, coronavirus? Right? Yeah, what are the symptoms of coronavirus? You know how many search queries on, on boys? Well, no, nobody knows, but I did as well. So, uh, hey, Google. Oh, my phone is not uh, clear. It's not near me. Uh, what are the symptoms of the coronavirus, right? Actually, a lot, lot of lot of people. This is a small joke. We're looking, we're searching for uh, the cor the Corona beer virus. And that, that's, that's on Google Trends right now. You can you can go there. Coronavirus, Corona beer virus. So that they, they were thinking that is is a a, a beer virus. Oh, there's a marketing opportunity missed yeah. by the beer company. Yeah. Anyway, oh, yeah. I've I've kind of been uh, monopolizing a lot of the questions. I'm going to let Brooks and Brad chime in. But I find this stuff fascinating. That's why I'm like, oh, what about this? <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Sentry.io. Recently, I came across a great tool for tracking and monitoring problems in my apps. Then I asked them if they wanted to sponsor the show and allow me to share my experience with you. Sentry provides a terrific interface for keeping track of what's going on with my app. It also tracks releases so I can tell if what I deployed makes things better or worse. They give full stack traces and as much information as possible about the situation when the error occurred to help you track down the errors. Plus, one thing I love, you can customize the context provided by Sentry. So if you're looking for specific information about the request, you can provide it. It automatically scrubs passwords and secure information, and you can customize the scrubbing as well. Finally, it has a user feedback system built in that you can use to get information from your users. Oh, and I also love that they support open source to the point where they actually open source Sentry if you want to self-host it. Use the code devchat at sentry.io to get two months free on Sentry's small plan. That's code devchat at sentry.io. Yeah, I guess, um, how do you, do you pick like uh, an answer that you're looking like to write about to answer one of these uh, related questions? Do you, do you go and search something like say, say you sell motorcycles, do you find? Uh, the questions related to, to, to that topic you mean? Yeah, I was just asking if, uh, where do you get your ideas to answer a feature question or, or where do you find like um, what to target? Yeah. Yeah. For, for example, for, for, for any topic uh, lately, I, I was working uh, mostly with the FinTech in industry. So there are a lot, a lot of ideas that uh, we receive um, or, or the company or received through um, the customer success team. Um, but being honest, if you want to do it, um, if you want to scale this process, you need to use tools, for example, like Answer the Public. Uh, it's, it's an amazing tool to find the related questions. Or one of the tools that we recently launched that is called uh, Topic Research that is somehow similar to Answer the Public. But there you can see also the other related questions uh, and you can filter them by volume. So you will see the, what is trending right now and how many people are searching for, for that? Because there are a lot of questions that are really long tail questions, like with 16 words over there. Um, people are searching for, for that. Actually, those are the most um, uh, convertive questions that, 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 that you can use in, uh, to, to put in your, in your website. When we are talking about, for example, health industry, beauty industry, there are so many, so many uh, questions. Uh, for example, in the health industry is how to get fit. Okay, how to get fit is, uh, is a major one. Uh, you can have like millions of searches per, per month for that uh, word. But if you go, go into details, how to get fit with the paleo diet in eight days, for example. There are a lot of mm -hmm. the, those, uh, those search queries. So you can use just the right amount of questions that your users are, are, are doing. Using tools, of course, is, I, I believe is the, way, is the best way to do it. Makes sense. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think it comes back to like kind of niching down or identifying your, the, the 
target that you're really going for again. And because like, like we just talked about, there's so many search results and getting fit is like a huge one and fitness. Yeah. That's just, I mean, like you said, millions and millions of searches, right. And, and cutting through that noise is almost impossible, but if you can get pretty specific on the exact problem you're trying to solve, I, I feel like your chances just go up. And I got, uh, I mean, I've been playing around with this quite a bit recently on like YouTube and with my blog and, uh, and, uh, the more specific you get, I mean, it's just obvious that people are able to dial in, cut through the noise and see something that's going to be useful for them because you're writing to their specific problem. And you are solving that, that problem through, through content. And that's, that's the way, that's, um, why we choose that, uh, the name of the topic content for people and content for Google. Google is right now changing a, a lot of the results. Uh, most of the uh, SEO experts are really impressed again. Oh, so many impressions per just from the beginning of this year because we had the, the core update at, at the beginning. Most of the updates on their algorithms are based on content, on the quality of the content. Mm-hmm. Of course, quality of the content is the next big thing and you need to have the proper format, the right format. I was talking with, um, with with my brothers in, in in Bolivia. I have two brothers in Bolivia and two brothers in Chile, and they are doctors, right? And they are trying to get online visibility also for their uh, for their clinics. So the right way, if you are starting creating your web page, you need to go from the latest update. So go for, go resolving que- the, the questions of the people. Create those type of, uh, of web pages. As um, answering questions from the people, and actually, one of my brothers he created a um, a single web page, and in uh, in about two weeks he got one feature snippet in only in two weeks because it's otorhinolaryngologist specialist for uh, broken nose in La Paz, Bolivia. So he 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 went really local, so very specific, very local, and long tail. If you are mixing that with uh, the answer that you're pulling to get a feature snippet, that's even better. Go local. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really, I, I, I don't have time to do all of this kind of thing that I want, but I really love diving into this. So yeah. let's, let's tie this back to freelancing and to freelancers, right? So um, let's say that I, uh, you know, I, I build a specific kind of website, you know, or maybe I do programming against Salesforce, you know, not to, pick an example that anybody here cares about, you know? And so, um, you know, then, then you could put together a blog post that's something like, uh, how do I integrate, you know, this tool with Salesforce? And then, you know, you have, like you said, you, you follow your format. So it's, you know, you, you set up your API key and you connect, you know, this thing up and you, you pull in this library and, you know, and you kind of walk through the process, right? And then somebody who's out there looking for that, you know, they find that, right. And so then you wind up in that featured snippet. And so somewhere in that snippet, may, it may also say, you can hire me to do this or you can follow these steps, right? Yes, in this case, it comes as the, the content strategy here. Because, uh, of course, you know, I believe you don't need to have all of the featured snippet for all your keywords. That will be something, um, in my opinion, ridiculous because nobody's right. going to go to your, to your website. Feature snippets, uh, from my point of view, are meant to be for brand awareness, for branding. So getting people's oh, attention nice. okay. into, your, into your brand. So that's uh, like a quality KPI. If you have that feature snippet, you are a company that is working a lot on getting people's attention. So um, today I know um, dozens of companies that they change their KPI, so they don't care anymore about uh, the ranks. Um, they care more about how many of the search questions of, of the question keywords that they have into their page are sold by feature snippets, because that's where the people attention is, and that's where uh, the voice search results are uh, are showing sh- showing their results as well. So in, in this um, this context, having a feature snippet is a strategy from for noise, brand awareness. And 
I believe uh, four months ago, five months ago, uh, Ron Fishkin was showing that um, in a conference that uh, 50% of the clicks are not going anywhere. So with any with the results that people are searching, 50% are ending in no clicks, which makes sense. They are uh-huh. receiving the, the whole answer already in a feature snippet. So you're not going to have those clicks. And for, for three days ago, four, four days ago, we will say, okay, if you had uh, that organic result uh, in the first page uh, with the feature snippet, you're not going to have in that more because we're deleting that. So you will receive the notes. You will receive uh, just the brand awareness. And you need to measure brand awareness. You need to measure brand impact. How many feature snippets do you have around the questions that your users are, are doing? So you need to uh, change uh, as well the KPIs that you have in, in your mind. Right. Yeah, and that was a, I think the using the Salesforce thing as an example is a good one because this is a, this is kind of my story with it. So I haven't tried the featured snippet thing, but when I went on doing videos on YouTube, I'm going up against the 800 pound gorilla in the room. Uh, you know, like the, the top alpha dog of CRM, which is Salesforce. So anytime I try to get, uh, I imagine I would run into this and maybe I'm completely off base, but I imagine that if I try to get a featured snippet that Salesforce would push me out every time. Like that's, they're such a huge presence. They have such a huge brand awareness and their, their marketing budget is just insane. So they, they basically own the top three spots everywhere. If you type Salesforce, anything in, but trying to get a featured snippet there on, you know, a very specific thing, like uh, one thing that I got a lot of attention for was trying to implement Salesforce essentials with MailChimp. And so because there was a very specific use case of Salesforce essentials being used with MailChimp, um, there was kind of like this thing that Salesforce didn't really address. And I was able to like push up through the cracks like a weed, <laughs> like kind of take yeah. hold there. Right. And I think it's very interesting to look at, you know, how you're positioning yourself in this regard, because if you are going up, if, if you do have a platform specialization, then this could be, I, I foresee like, and if I'm wrong, I would love to know that I'm wrong, but, um, you know, I just feel like it's going to be kind of difficult to go up against a big company. Well, yeah. The, that's the, the other thing I see, though. That, yeah. At least on this front is also, you know, you could also say, you know, according to this, um, you know, study that I did or according to this, right? And you can bring people in that way as well. But yeah, I, I like that where you're, you know, yeah. Salesforce has a whole team that's probably working on this. So you're probably not going to be able to oust them on most search searches, but if there's enough, uh, uh, sorry, if there's enough volume and it's not something they're paying attention to, then yeah, you should be able to rank for it, right? Yes. Yes. Actually, with uh, long tail keyword questions and in Salesforce, of course, they, their content team is just outstanding. I was checking and, and, and actually we we're checking their results because they kind of own the feature snippets uh, positions right now for all their main keywords. And we were checking some uh, informational search queries, for example, how many companies in Canada, right? And three years ago, uh, Wikipedia was in the first place with our result, with the knowledge, knowledge graph. Still is there, but the feature snippet came and uh, last year, it was the Chambers of Commerce of Canada the, uh, with the feature snippet. Somehow this year, is Salesforce with the first, with the, with the feature snippet for that search query. So those guys are doing something, something really good. But with those specific search queries, how many companies in, in Canada? How, how, many, how many companies in Canada? That, that question is not that directly related to their main business, but it's a broad, broad uh, uh, keyword. So they are, going, they are going there. Most of the feature snippets uh, r- right now in, in the US and in Europe um, are uh, taken by search volume. So if you have basic questions around, uh, around your business, for example, for us, uh, for a platform, a, a digital marketing platform like SEMrush, our main questions, you know, what will be? What is SEO? 
So we have some feature snippets on, on some countries, but still the competition is there. If you're gonna have the feature snippet, for example, uh, I believe we have in, in different cities in the US, but you put what is SEO and you see their SEMrush, that means that our uh, content marketing team is doing a great job. So if you can go and be the leader on those feature snippets, you don't need to, to think about it. Also in, in, in small niches, because what, the thing that I was uh, looking in different countries, and I do uh, several presentations with this type of uh, of um, content in, in, in different different cities all over the world, are most of the companies, they have feature snippets, but they are just organically. They, they didn't did anything to uh, earn that. Right. <laughs> and an external company, a competitor can come, they just gonna see the their keywords. They see that the 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 format is not the proper one. Uh, they oh, there's another thing in the paragraph feature snippets. Most of the time, Google is um, uh, is showing also uh, um, an image over there. The, that image is so important, and the right size of the, that image is so important because if the image that you are having in, inside of your content is not the the, the the appropriate one, Google is gonna be pushing another results, another source, and it's gonna be there. And when people are gonna click on that, they're gonna click on the image, not in, into the results. So you need to have also the, 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 prop, the right uh, size of, for the image. So in any case, the proper uh, format for all the feature snippets is the, the, the thing that you need to, need to have. Nice. I think, that's, I think that's really cool. One thing that I would like to like just call out real quick because I, I got, when I first started blogging, I got really like, I got really, really into SEO. And I just want to say like this, I feel like while this is like amazing information, if it's, if you get started getting caught up on this, when you begin blogging or podcasting or doing video or anything, just remember to focus on, and we kind of touched on it, but I want to bring it up even like to the forefront. If you're just getting started, Creating good content that helps people is what you want to practice first. Like creating that basic level of information is what's going to allow you later to get to the point where you can take over snippets or that you can, you know, be one of the first results. But really, if you're not focusing on that content and making like improving your content and making sure that you're solving relevant problems for your, you know, ideal clients, then it becomes an exercise in missing the point, I think. And while this stuff definitely enhances, you know, that base level, I feel like when people are just getting started, or especially if you're like doing this as a side hustle or moonlighting, that really focusing on that content piece is where you're going to see the biggest results at first. Yeah, I agree. The other thing is, is a lot of these strategies um, come after, like you said, Brad, creating a lot of content. And what you're going to figure out is that, hey, these three or four blog posts that I wrote are the ones that are really getting the traffic or getting the throughput or getting linked to. And so then you go in and you optimize those for SEO, right? So then you can go back because you know you're going to get the ROI on it because you're already ranking for it. And as Fernando said, you have to be in the top five in order to get that snippet. And so, um, you know, yeah, you find the ones that are doing that and then you kind of hit this from there. Oh yeah. And it, it took me a good three to six months to even get any kind of like wow. really noticeable traction on the things that I was doing as far as like, you know, okay, well, here's how to do something. Cause the first few how to articles you write are probably not going to be that great. I mean, unless you're just a natural born writer and, and you're coming at it from that, but a lot yeah. of times the, the content you write is just not going to be fantastic. So understanding what makes that good content and getting, you know, people interested in it. That's an art in and of itself. Um, and I, but I'm, I'm glad that, uh, because it, it's just so, it's very interesting. And it's as technical people, we want to get caught up in the stuff that we think is the, the easiest stuff. Right. And a lot of times technical solutions and things like that, we, we want to look at those, but, uh, oftentimes it's, it's, you know, the big hurdle to overcome is just like you say, figuring out what works and then gravitating mm -hmm. towards that content. Right, and just adding a little bit more of information about uh, the URLs that are uh, qualified to get feature snippets, we also found out that uh, all the URLs that need to be HTTPS, um, 
they need to have at least um, an, um, what's the name of this one? Ah, the Flesh King Kite um, scoring for easier readedness is needs to be uh, 86% uh, the scoring. That means that uh, 12 year old kids needs to understand, is able to understand the content from that feature snippet. So it's a basic level of language that you need, need to use there. HTTPS, Flesh King Kite algorithm uh, scoring is uh, 86. 12-year-old kid needs to be able to understand uh, that uh, type of content. And of course, we, um, we also found that- What was that like, score again? Eight, 86%. Yeah, but what, what was it called? I didn't quite catch it. Yeah, Flesh King Kite. It's a machine learning algorithm you can put there. I believe okay. there is a, a box on Wikipedia. You just put your content there and it's going to tell you, oh, this is a very difficult Um Plain language uh, is 55. That's for scientific purposes only. Oh, this is for uh, a, a beauty blog is 99%. Everybody can understand that. But for this type of content, we found out that that's, that's the number. The Flesh King Kai is a readiness algorithm. I found a link. So I'll just put it in the show notes. That way people can check it out and figure out what it is. Hey folks, this is Charles Maxwood and I just launched my book, The Max Coder's Guide to Finding Your Dream Developer Job. It's up on Amazon. We self-published it. I would love your support. If you want to go check it out, you can find it there. The Max Coder's Guide to Finding Your Dream Developer Job. Have a good one. Max out. Yeah, yeah I, I used um, Yoast SEO with blogging, just the free version. And even the free version, if you're looking for like a, a way to kind of understand where your writing's at, if you install that, it actually tells you your reading score and it, it color codes it for you and, and gives you like the, the Flash Kincaid um, score as well. Um, but it, it is kind of interesting. I found out that I've used too many big words sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah, but it's it's fun to analyze and, and see what effect that has. Yeah, actually, uh, Joe's is, is really, really great. If nobody is, is someone is not using Jaws, I don't know what they're they're doing. We also created uh, something that can support uh, a lot Jaws, that is called uh, SEO Writing Assistant. It's an um, also plugin for WordPress or for your Google Docs. Uh, it's, it's a free pl plugin. You can integrate it to your SEMrush account. Uh, what this uh, SEO Writing Assistant does? So you have your test a text. You can uh, start writing there, or you can just copy paste it, copy paste it from any source. We will tell you uh, two scorings. The first one is for uh, Google, the one that is meant to be for the structure of the content. How big are the paragraphs? If you have the H1, H2, if you have the title with the right keywords. So all the uh, data that we uh, offer to the people is going to be already there in that piece of content. That why, that's why it's called SEO Writing Assistant. We are going to give you examples, uh, suggestions for links, uh, where to find those links, uh, where to put those links. Uh, if you are not using, for example, any images or any videos, we're going to suggest you that you need to use videos because uh, the top ten, uh, the top five competitors are using videos in their uh, URLs as well. So it's a pretty smart uh, tool, I would say. It's a pretty smart feature. Um, the most interesting part for me is that also we have a plagiarism checker. So you can just mm -hmm. put the text there and just put, okay, I want to check how original is this text because that's something really, really important. And we will give you the sources of if that text is plagiarized, where exactly, which phrases exactly were plagiarized and how this can affect you uh, in your uh, in, in your rankings in the future, so it's a pretty uh, it's, it's a pretty much smart tool that uh, I, I will say. Cool, yeah, definitely. Yeah. need to be checking that out. It looks like they've got some really good features, and I love it. I mean, I just looked it up, and I, I was looking at the WordPress plugin, and it looks like really simple. Not a lot to get caught up on. It just gives you what you need, so that looks really cool. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. It's, it's kind of very smart as well because you will have uh, that scoring for uh, the structure of your content. I will have the second scoring, which is uh, for the Flesh King Kite readedness, how easy to read is. And actually, and actually, we are implementing machine learning and we're trying to put there also an artificial intelligence algorithm uh, to understand the tone of voice 
um, to understand if the if the language is understandable for uh, this type of result feature snippet, or if you can uh, select just the phrases and just re re reformulate the sentence to be more original or to be to be more uh, easy to read for um, broader audiences, for example. So we are putting a lot of effort to make this uh, feature really, really interesting for for everyone. And of course, we are uh, supporting. Uh, several languages as, as well. That's the most difficult part to, to do, you know? In English, it's kind of easy, but when you go to Spanish, English, uh, Portuguese, French, oh, the artificial, the machine learning is, is, is even uh, re really hard to um, to organize. Mm -hmm. So um, I have an SEM Rush account, and I'm wondering, you know, since we have you here, um, how does that help me with these different things like the people also ask or the um, featured snippets or things like that? Like, how, how does it help me identify where I have those, how to get those, how to improve those, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. first of all, um, you, you need to see whatever, wherever you are, how uh, the algorithms of Google are changing uh, today, yesterday, one month ago, and what if specific search features uh, search features were were changing. Uh, we have a, a report that is called uh, Semrush Sensor, which is semrush.com/sensor. Uh, that that tool is free because it's just a report. It's like the cl Climate Channel. It's telling you in different industries, uh, in all online industries, how Google is changing the results and what specific parts are changing. Most of the industries, that's the interesting part. Uh, the percentage of people also as results are increasing. You can see that there as well. If you are in real estate, if you are in uh, development, if you are in, in IT, if you are whatever industry, everywhere, people also as results are, are increasing. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing is just to check if you have feature snippets. We have a, a, in, into our SEO tools, the SEO set of tools, we have a feature that is called organic research. You can put your domain there uh, just go uh, down to the bottom, and we will uh, show you all the search features that you that you already have, and how many keywords you already have ranking, and how many feature snippets you have. Feature snippets, images, uh, videos, uh, silings, whatever the the search, uh, search feature is. But the the good thing is the feature snippets are there. the uh, The next uh, step is uh, activating or creating a tracking campaign. So we have a, a tracking tool that is called um, um, tracking, uh, SEMrush tracking tool. You can uh, just create a campaign there. You put your um, domain, the domain of your competitors, and you will see how many uh, feature snippets, people as far as whatever results they have, uh, they earn. And you can also put alerts there that if you gain, for example, a feature snippet with some of your keywords, you just receive an alert, for, an alert from, from us or uh, the, the changes. If you lose, for example, a feature snippet, you can also uh, put there an alert to check. So check in what is happening in your, industry, in your industry, if there are more images, if there are more carousels, if there are more people as far as results, feature snippet, you can check that on sensor, semrise.com slash sensor. If you want to check if you have feature snippet or if your competitors have feature snippet, um, SEO, uh, SEO tools, Organic research, put there your domain, go uh, down to the page, and you will see there the number of feature snippets that you have. And then just track every day in a, in, in a daily basis how many uh, feature snippets you're, you're earning or you're losing. Sounds good. Yeah, and those are also only the basics. I, I, I can tell you more because you can create content, then uh, going through the topics, we have the, the content research tools, uh, you, you can go with the top research tools, and of course, if you don't have a content um, a content team, we can uh, also create the content for you. We have a content marketplace where companies, everybody can order content, are ready with the uh, rankings that uh, with the metrics, the scorings that we have built in our in our own um, platform. So the oh, content, nice. the SEMrush content marketplace, you want to order content based on your main topics. You only gave us your keywords. We're going to create that content for you. Nice. 
Yeah, it's like the whole cycle of con content cre uh, creation. Yep. Analysis, analysis, structure, and delivering the final document. Cool. Brad, Brooks, anything else that you want to ask? No, I, I think I'm good. What about you, Brad? That's, I mean, there's just so much good information here. Like, I honestly yeah. had never even thought about the whole snippet or trying to take over the, the you know, uh, re the relevant questions. You know, it's just, it's a lot. I mean, it's just so much good information there. Um, and, you know, I like the, the tips about formatting and some resources that we can use to jump in on that. Yep. I feel like I kind of monopolize this one a little bit, but I, I, I get excited about this stuff. And, you know, Fernando talked about, uh, you know, content team. And I mean, that's essentially what we're doing here. So it's, it's very relevant and timely for us. All right. Well, let's go ahead and do some picks then. Brooks, do you want to start us off with some picks? Sure. Yeah. So um, for my pick, a uh, little out of left field, but um, lately I've been using these uh, lemon packets, you know, trying to drink more water and um, iced tea. Um, and I've been using, it's basically like dehydrated lemon. Uh, it's all natural um, that you uh, put in your water and, and it tastes like you put a wedge of lemon in there without having the hassle of uh cutting up a lemon and um you keep them in your car and stuff I'll, I'll put a link in the chat but uh yeah i've been using those and, and been liking them a lot you're Brad, uh, how about you yeah so um lately i have been really focusing on the basics so i could take more advantage of the seo stuff and, and try to get like more visibility out there and you know as a doing this as a side hustle, like I run out of time. So I want to make sure that all my, uh, my ducks are in a row. And one of the things that I've just has been hitting me in the face is like my positioning hasn't been rock solid. So I, I actually listened to a podcast where they mentioned April Dunford in a book called obviously awesome. And, uh, I bought it. I read it like skimmed through it in a day, went back through it. And, uh, I'm a fast reader, but I, I just went through it in a day went back and started implementing the advice. And uh, it is amazing because there's a lot of people out there that are like, positioning is great. You need to make sure you're positioning properly as a freelancer. And, you know, but there's not a lot of, you know, guidance out there other than like, well, form an, you know, a, a short positioning statement. Well, this goes into how to form that positioning statement. So it's effective for you as well as, you know, what positioning actually means. And it has been a great, um, great, way to focus content so that you can, you know, eventually take advantage of the SEO stuff. So I'm going to pick that book. And then I'm also going to pick uh, Pia Silva, who is, she is a writer slash uh, freelancer slash branding person. And I love her content. Um, she's just got great stuff again about, you know, just putting yourself out in the world, how to do that authentically. And uh, I think that's, you know, a lot of what we talked about today, I think builds directly off of that. So I wanted to pick those. Nice. Uh, I'm going to jump in with a few picks uh, as well. So I don't know if I picked this last week. I'm pretty sure I haven't, but I do so many shows in a week that it feels like I've picked it on everything. And so anyway, bear with if I did pick it on this show or if you heard it on one of our other shows. Um, but I've been listening to a book on Audible called The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. Um, my brother recommended it to me and anyway, I've really, really been enjoying it. Um, I will say that it took me about four tries to get into it. And the reason is, is because, um, and I, I hate criticizing authors cause writing books are, is hard. Um, and, and making fiction, you know, come together is also hard. Um, but the first like two or three chapters are really slow. They just are. They're really slow. So um, keep that in mind. It's it's a longer fantasy book, and I have really thoroughly been enjoying it once I got past those first three chapters. So if you're if you're reading it, um, just keep in mind that he's doing a whole bunch of setup for the main protagonist to tell his story. Okay, and so um, the the story actually really starts. Um, 
like I said, like three chapters in. But the setup is interesting, and um, yeah, um, I, I don't know if it, it's going to be super relevant through the whole story because I'm not all the way through it yet. But yeah, just going to put that out there. Um, one other pick that I have, and this is something that I'm working on, um, you know, just in general, is that um, I've kind of been heads down trying to find sponsors, but I'm also going to be doing some um, some group coaching slash master classes. Um, and, and these are on things that I get asked all the freaking time. Um, the, the first one is how to find a job. I don't know that that's really relevant here, but in the other development arenas, you know, if people aren't happy with their job. We're going to dive into, um, you know, basically how to, how to find the job that's going to make you happy. The, the other picks or the other workshops that I'm going to be putting on though are, are relevant here. One is, is how to stay current in tech. And so I'm going to walk you through my approach to staying current in tech, you know, how we look things up, how we find things to talk about on the shows. Um, sometimes we can't always get the guests we want to talk about the timely stuff, but it is stuff that I'm looking at. And it's stuff that I think I'm going to start using to drive um, blog content, content and things like that on devchat.tv. And uh, yeah, that's why I'm way into this SEO stuff. The, the last one is how to run a podcast. And I think that's super relevant here. Um, if you're looking to do some uh, marketing, then doing a podcast that covers the topics that are interesting to your customers. And by that, I don't mean the stuff that you do that's interesting to your customers. I mean, everything that's interesting to your customers, right? So you do a podcast for, um, you know, people who need a Salesforce integration, right? And then you talk about the stuff you do and the stuff you don't. And you find experts who can help you cover the topics you don't know well and things like that. Um, you know, in tech, there are a lot of areas and a lot of niches. And so, um, yeah, just helping people get those started is another thing that I'm going to pick. And then finally, um, I know this episode doesn't come out until at least the same day and probably after, because I think we're a few weeks ahead, um, after our newest show comes out. And so I'm going to say it here. We're going to be doing announcements all week next week as we record this. Um, but we have teamed up with the folks over at Clean Coders. Um, so that's uh, Uncle Bob Martin or Robert C. Martin, if you've read any of his books like Clean Code. Cool. Um, anyway, we're doing the Clean Coders podcast. And so I've been interviewing authors from their um, courses. And we've just we've been talking about all kinds of stuff, not necessarily even what they covered in their videos. So if you're looking for some content about um, architecture and hiring teams and, um, you know, contributing to open source and um, agile, the first episode is Uncle Bob. We talked about Clean Agile, which is his book about agile development. So if you're looking for kind of the, uh, a higher level view, I guess, on writing code and learning code and things like that, then go check it out, Clean Coders. It's going to be at devchat.tv slash clean dash coders. So anyway. Lots of long-winded, and I talked a lot about what I'm working on, but there you have it. Uh, Fernando, what are your picks? Well, I, today I landed from Denmark. I was um, I buy a, a book there. Uh, actually, it was in, in, in English, uh, surprisingly. Um, it's, it's an old one. It's a classic one, but it's the one that I always want to return. It's uh, Getting Things Done uh, from David Allen. Uh, just oh, to great book. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's fantastic. If you read it the second time, I'm gonna go for the fourth time, and it's like I don't, I don't know, new new strength, new 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 power. Because you say, okay, next thing to do is gonna be this. I have this task in my backlog. I just need to put uh, what is what is the next step, and this keeps me or or or, or really organized. I have already a list of the things that I need to do for for tomorrow because. That's um, how the, the book starts. You have a lot of things to do, but you, you, if you are not writing those stuff, they're just going to disappear. You need to have your uh, notebook and put some notes there, or you're gonna, just going to forget. So that's my, uh, my recent pick, and, and I believe the only one for, for today. I need to read that book again. <clears throat> yeah, it is a really terrific book, though. It's a great book. And, and the thing that I get most from it is after you write those things down, you feel so much better. Like you don't, yeah. they don't keep on popping in your head again and again. Like I got to do that. 
um, which is yeah. just a good, and then you can focus. It's really good. Yeah, great book. And every time I read it, I get to do more of the stuff I wanted to implement the last time I read it. Yep. Um, we did a uh, book club on uh, getting things done. So I'll find a link to that as well. And uh, yeah, we'll kind of run from there and see where things go. So anyway, uh, thanks for coming and talking to us, Fernando. Thank you for having me here. I I really wanted to add some stuff that we are doing here, but you are always welcome to uh, check our, our blog or to visit, visit us on our, on our platform. Awesome. All right. Well, um, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Thanks, everyone, for coming. And we will have another episode next week. In the meantime, Max out. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.